You're listening to the Understarters Orders Racing Podcast. Expert racing analysis from both sides of the Irish Sea. So stay tuned for the best insights and opinions on the weekend's racing here on the Understarters Orders Podcast. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Understarters Orders Podcast. I'm Chris Telford, and I'm back this week. And all four of the lads are back together this week for a nice weekends of racing it's not the most spectacular spectacular but there is a group one um race this weekend at my local track which is haydock declan loves haydock park don't you deck <laughs> i haven't much against haydock park i just can't believe they race there every week it's a grade one course mate it's a grade one course <laughs> <laughs> apart from when it rains and it's grade z yeah well, look, i hope there's no drizzle over the weekend it'll turn heavy Hopefully the weather cut the forecast is looking good. Stephen Edwards is here, also fresh from his holiday in Ibiza. How are we doing, folks? How was Ibiza, Stephen? Very nice. Not so nice to come back. <laughs> mm, no, not so nice to come back. Was it raining when you came back off the plane? Uh, it's pretty dull, but to be honest, with you, after the heat, it was quite nice to actually get back, and it was a bit cooler. But it's been dull week in London, so um, yeah. Is what it is, mate. Not. Pay for the next one, eh? Oh yes. Better up north. Uh, here's Andrew. Hello, Andrew. Chris, good evening. How are you? How are you, man? Yes, yeah, all good. How are you? No complaints from me. Looking forward to this week's racing. Uh, good to firm a headlock. Good to firm a headlock. That's very strange, isn't it? No rain. Weird. Very yeah, weird. Mad. No swimming pool. Thought I'd see pigs fly before that. <laughs> we have got a very special offer for you coming up later uh, through our, our sponsor, Skillbet. Um, so make sure you take advantage of that. We'll be putting it up when we discuss some of the races later on. Uh, we're going to kick things off this weekend with what looks like a really interesting Serenia Stakes at Kempton on Saturday. It's a Group 3 for Class 1 for two-year-olds and at the top of the market here. We have got, let me load this up for you boys, we have got, it's Wings of War at 7-2, Nymphadora at 4-1, to one, Fearless Angel and Scott's Grace and Hierarchy at 5, Honey Sweets at 9, Princess Shanam at Twelves and Eve Lodge is at sixteen to one. If you're signing up with Skillbet, don't forget to use the code USOBET10. You'll probably need that for our offer. What's going to come up later? Um, I'll be putting the link out on our Twitter feed very soon. Where should we start here then, Andrew? With this Serenia Stakes, nice looking two-year-old race, wide open. Would you say? Yeah, very much so. Um, it's, it doesn't look the strongest race on paper. I remember this race being a lot stronger down the years. Um, even last year, with the Archie Watson horse won it. Um, name is escaping me now at the moment, though. Um, I, I do remember better horses, you know, winning this race. Um, Mighty Gurkha. The, the, yeah, Mighty Gurkha, the last line, I think, won this race as well before winning the Middle Park. So it has been a, a better race down the years. Um, but this year just looks a little bit lackluster. And that might be unfair. Obviously, they're two-year-olds and we, we don't know how good or bad they might be at this stage as they're only babies. Um, Wings of War heading the market is a bit... I, I'm not mad on that, to be honest with you. But like, I think his Nottingham form is only average, and I, I could only trust sales race form as far as you control it, really. It's not really a form I kind of like to take at a literal value. And his mark of 96, from what he's shown me, I think flatters him a little bit. Um, and I, I wouldn't he wouldn't be a favourite that I'd be getting stuck into. Uh, Nymphadora's had plenty of chances since winning at York um, in listed company. Her run behind Armour in the 
um in the Malcolm wasn't a bad effort, but and even though she was mid mid division in the louder, although that's probably the best form on offer, you would think that there might be something in here that might be able to better that. Um Scott's Grace was impressive on her debut over this course and distance, winning very, very easily. Um for Kevin DeFoy, who's a, a new trainer on the block, and he looks like he's he's able to handle two year olds. He's had plenty of two year old winners this season. And she would, I think, have a good chance of hitting the frame. But the one I, I quite fancy here is Fearless Angel. Um, she won on debut. Again, it was kind of a lackluster race. She could only really beat what was in front of her. But she travelled so sweetly in the um, at Newbury Enlisted Company last time out. And she did look like the winner. And when kind of push came to shove over that five furlongs inside the final furlong, they just got away from her. And I think the step up to six will really, really suit her. And I, I think that race is working out okay. I, I know the, the winner today didn't win um, at Salisbury um, today as we're recording on a Thursday with the, with yeah. the uh, Dick Pool. No, it's not the Dick Pool. Yeah. Um, it might have been the Dick Pool stakes, actually. Yeah, um, yeah Tardy, she didn't run well, but the winner was actually Romantic Time, who was eighth in this race at Newbury. So the form is okay. Add a girl did win, who was second in that this race at Newbury, also won a, a listed race at York. So I think the form looks quite reliable. And the way Fearless Angel travelled into that race, I thought she was going to win. And this extra furlong, I think, will really, really help her. And I think that's the most reliable form on here and or on offer here. And the fact that it's only her third run of her career, I think there's a good chance that she improves. So I th- it'd be Fearless Angel for me here, Chris. I, I think she'd take actually quite a bit of beating here. Yeah, Flotus is another one who was in that race and also came out and mm. proved herself again after that debut. Ripping, that yeah. yeah, ripping. Um, Declan, let's come to you, buddy. What do you fancy in this one, bud? Yeah, look, um, Andy's made quite a good case there and it it, it can be you know, difficult enough to, to go against Fearless Angel. Um, he's covered it really well, but I, I do like Honey Sweet here. I think she, there could be a bit of value better. Um, she, she's ran well in, in decent company. Um, she's only one from far, but she's down to be um, to, to be battle hardened, and you know she she has ran well behind good horses. I think she's behind Sandra in a couple of times, and you know I, I think maybe um, she could take a step forward here. She I think she's won over five, although she does, you know, I, I have a little doubt over the trip here. She has won over five on debut, but. Um, she could possibly need seven. She ran over seven the last day, but mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, I, I think she could possibly be the best horse in the race here. So, and I think that's the seventh thing to do. It could be a bit of value. Um, I do think Nipidora has a chance too. Um, there's a decent run at York the last day, and the six four arms, I think, is going to sue her again. Um, and, and other than that, I like, I, I. You know, and he's covered it quite well. Like Wings of War, um, he, he was toward to ever given the last day, but that not Nottingham race, um, well, Jazz Club was followed up with from, and he was toward in that race, isn't he? He's he's come out and won. So, but yeah. yet, I, I, um, I, I'm not sure how strong it was. And uh, Scott's Grace, I, I don't know. Scott's Grace seems to be fancied, um, but. I don't think the farm is working out too well. As Andy said, yeah. she's really easy enough, but the farm is is, is probably not great. And um, it, it, it's a difficult enough race to... I don't have a really, really strong fancy. 
Um, I think Honey Sweet has has ran well, um, in in good races, and that could possibly put her ahead of the rest of them. But I don't have really have a strong opinion on the race. Okay, no strong opinion from Declan. Stephen, what about you, bit? Yeah, no, it's a trappy, it's a trappy here, isn't it? Um, Deck made a good point. It wasn't previously mentioned, was it, Honey Sweet? But the race behind New Science, the fourth was probably probably our best run of the uh, four runs. New Science was really strongly fancied in the Chesham, I think it was, at Royal Ascot, behind uh, Point Lonsdale. Uh, didn't really perform well. It was seventh. It could have been a respectable seventh. You don't know, you know, because the favourites the favorites are serious too. But um, a reach for the moon's come out and done the business as well. So Declan's got made a really good point. Ten to one is definitely really good value on that. Um, the Attergill part as well, beyond Fearless Angel, I totally agree with that with uh, Andy. Uh, Wings of War's favourite, basically on the on the strength of the third in the sales race, behind Ever Given. The thing about Ever Given, Ever Given, run behind Sacred Bridge in that big nice race um, the time before, which is really, really good form. I think Sacred Bridge is a, is a really, really good animal, Gerlines. Um, so you got three or four or five, even Nymphadora, I think, I know me and Deck have gone through a couple of times. I think the, the race are good, but you come down the middle of the track, which was definitely a, a disadvantage, especially in them two-yard races with their small fields. But um, the Lava Run wasn't too bad. You know, I finished fifth. It was it was only, what, a couple of necks behind Sandrine. We weren't a million miles away, you know. Sandrine probably wasn't... Um, it was Zane Claudette won that race, didn't it? Yeah. But... Um, Thought one seems a bit short for an also finds it finds it tough to hit the frame, but she's run run okay, you know, which is what my point is. But um I'm sort of looking towards Scott's Grace, Chris. Yeah. The race one, nothing has come out and won. Nothing. There's about twelve runners. There's been a couple of nice uh, races, but nothing's actually come out and won the race. I'm not sure why it hasn't run since July the seventh. That's another sort of question mark, but it's just the manner in which it won. Um there didn't seem to be much money for it. They went off 11 to 1 shot. I'm not sure whether it was much bigger before the off or not, but it was just a matter of what it's, what it, the way it won at Kempton. Obviously, it's got course form. The surface is going to be no issue. Um, as far as the selection is uh, concerned, because I just think I would take a chance on that. Personally, it's only raced at once. His improvements have come, you would think. My only question mark was I'm not sure whether it was a hiccup for the fact why it hasn't run. Mm. To whether this has been kept kept in the back of the mind as a group race, you know, being on the same surface on the same track. So five, six to one, a, bit, a small bet, Chris. Yeah, that's probably been the option. Be, uh, uh, what do we uh, so let's go through the selections there, Andrew? What was yours? Uh, Fearless Angel, Chris. Fearless Angel for you, Dak. Did you have a selection? Yeah, yeah, it was honey sweet for me. Honey sweet, yes. Oh, yes, honey sweet, yes. And uh, Stephen, yours was Scott's Grace. Scott's Grace. Scott's Grace said with authority, there, buddy. Said with authority. Let's move on to the next race here, which is the September Stakes, which is also at Kempton on Saturday. We've got a short price favourite here, and here's the betting. It's Hookham at four to five. Hamish is at eleven to four. He was withdrawn from the Ebo late on. Um, on a York's card a couple of weeks ago. Outbox is eight to one. Fox tallies tens. And Prince of Aaron, who is the globe trotting superstar at twelve to one. Um, 
Hookham takes some beating here, boys, doesn't it? Let's start with you, Steve. What do you think? <laughs> Where's the <enable? laughs> <laughs> <laughs> uh, It's like a to me, it seems like a carbon copy of two or three weeks ago, wouldn't it? It was three weeks ago to the day when um, <laughs> we chatted about an Uber race. I don't, I don't see this race being any stronger. Um, I was trying to find uh, reasons to go against Hookham, obviously. I thought he was a bit closer to the pace than he would have liked to have been last time because a lot of his races come from well back, travels well, cruises through. I thought he got to the front quite early last time, but still just pulled out. I think he's one of them seriously improving animals. It just seems versatile now with Grand, where we previously thought he was a soft ground animal. He's proven he does it on quick. I think he won his second race of his life at Kempton. So the service ain't going to be a problem. Um, Prince of Aram could probably be a forecast, but he's. He's been third in this race a couple of times uh, before heading out to Australia. At box, to me, I think likes a bit of juice. Seems to have gone off the ball since winning the list at the new market. Foxtel finds it hard to win. Hamish was, uh, I think, most of the most of the high street bookmakers, they were saying this was the biggest loser of the week on Ebor week, but it was pulled out because of the ground. But he's had one run in like, like two years, you know. Be a serious performance to be Hookham, do you think? Yep, be a huge performance. Just a bit annoying. I didn't take six to four last night, but it was four to five. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I, I, I think it's open shut case. What, what's going to make running? I think that's a difficult one, really, because I'm not that quite sure. My only concern would be if it was, a, I don't know, like I said, though, he's become a versatile animal now that seems to be able to do whatever, right? I want to make the, make the running on him, you know, just dictate it, wind it up. But. You, I mean, our box is usually a little bit keen, so he's going to be up there, isn't he? Um, so you probably say that outbox and, you know, Hookham could be right on his shoulder. Yeah, Holly normally you know, rides him, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Deck, uh, you don't like these short price favourites, do you? Are you willing to take Hookham on? No, no, not a chance here. Look, the trip is fine. Um... <laughs> you, you can't even you can't even make the case that the track might beat him because he's he's won here over a mile. Uh, Hamish, like Steve said, is only running the last two years. He, he was born from the Hardwick. I'm not sure how 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 good a race it was either. Um, Box hasn't won for two years. El Box has to find with Hookham. Like uh, he, he's held a couple of times by by Hookham, and Prince of Ireland has been shown little. Hookham's probably good value again here. He, he just, you know, he, he's probably not a, a group one horse. I don't think he, he really sees out the, the longer trip well enough at group one level. Um, and he's probably just not, not good enough over a mile and a half. But at this level, he's, he's fine and he just keeps turning up good value. Uh, I think he's, what, what price is, what price is he? With Stu, I think it's a bit uh, five to six. Oh, yeah, it's true. He's five to six with he's four to five with Stu. Um, yeah, that's probably that's probably value, you know. There's value there about that. Yeah, yeah, can't see him being beaten by, by, by these chumps. No. Yeah, Andrew, what about yourself? <laughs> from <laughs> um, yeah, no, the, the only thing that beats Hookham here is a slow pace and Luke Morris nicks it off the front without box, I would imagine. Yeah, um, I say that's what they're gonna have to try and do. Um, now Hookham has a long, long way to go, but he, he reminds me of an old Dermot Wild horse called Famous Name. 
mopped up the group um, You know, just mop, not even group twos, the group trees and listed. Yeah, Thank you very I much. Thanks for coming. Get yeah, Mop Trevelyan and... one as well called Mop Tacky. the same sort of thing. They're not nearly winning the arc. Was famous name not a lucky in a French derby or a French guinea? Yeah, he was drawn in the car park in the Prix de Jockey Club. I think he was second. Um, he never really replicated that despite winning 100 million group twos or group threes and listed races. I, I, think, I think he might have won a Morris Bridge though with the group two. Um, what was he unbeaten that Leopard I think He could have been. Um, I remember every other week going up there. Up oh, there's famous name fives on. <laughs> you know, it was like it was like the hurricane fly up there off the flat. Um, but now, Hokum kind of follows into that category. Now, it might be a bit unfair to say he can't win a Group One. So he is only four, and he hasn't really done a lot wrong. You could see him, you know, you could see him maybe going to Woodbine or something for one of those, you know, the Canadian International or something like that, or whatever yeah. it's called. It, you know, and he probably would be very competitive in that. But like, you probably don't see him winning like a. Well, like if you look around Europe, he could he, he could go to Munich. There's a group one there, isn't there? A German one. Like he could he couldn't have one of them, but like he's not going to win in France, Ireland, or England. Or you know, group three around Kempton against Foxtal, who, who can't win to save his life and probably should have ran in the Ebor. Yeah. Um, Hamish, who I, I don't know, is is like I think he was grounded for being too well handicapped, <laughs> and uh, because he, yeah. when you win the Melrose, don't you? Um, you get a free ticket to the Ebor, and then he went wrong and. He's obviously hard to train, and and Prince of Aaron is just here for a little stopover to before he gets his passport stamped again, I suppose, and goes to Australia. So look, yeah, it's it's Hookums to lose. He's only a four year old. He's easily the most exciting horse in this race, and I, I'm actually a big fan of him. I really like him. Uh, I think he's a really likable horse, and um, I just hope he wins this and you know goes on to better things. Well, we may as well bring in Stu's standout industry offer this weekend that he's he's offering us um looking looking at certain bookmakers they now have this at 2.65 to 1 um for hookham like, and starman both to win this saturday um <laughs> it's going to be they've pushed the price out now as an industry standout bet at four to one so if you are wanting to get on that deal uh, i'm going to tweet a link right now which is going to be on our twitter page uh for you to sign up um, follow that link, follow the sign yourselves up. You'll also get a £10 free bet if you sign up using that USO bet 10 um, code. I think that's all you need to know, guys, because... Is there, you know, is there a max bet on that, Chris? Yeah, you, you have to live in Britain, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> you have you to know, live yeah. in Britain. The Bro, is, there well. max, yeah. is there a max stake on that? Or not? <laughs> There's nothing in the thingy, so I'm go we'll try ourselves. We'll try ourselves. Stu will be cacking his pants, let's put it that way. Anyway, <laughs> and let's move on. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next race, which is uh, over at Haydock on Saturday now, which is we're going over to uh, up to the northwest. It is the Superior Mile Stakes, which is a group three for three-year-olds plus over a mile. And here we have the betting coming up. Here it is. Lord Glitters at six to four. My Oberon is five to two. May Danny at seven to two. Bell Rock is at sevens. And Artistic Rifles makes up the five strong field here at 12 to one um where do we fancy going here to start declan in this superior mile lord glitters fantastic in maidan showed a little bit last time is he your fancy for this i don't think i fancy any of them chris Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's I, okay I, yeah i i didn't think the racing would be less exciting than last week but just, 
even the grilled one <laughs> but yeah, look, look up there. He, he, he was he was second in the group three latest, and he's quite, you know, he, he's quite consistent. He's been far to Palace pair twice, but the division is weak. Um, Palace pair is, is is exceptional, but it's very, you know, the older horses are aren't really up to it, you know. And it, it is a shame that Palace Pier doesn't have much to beat. Now, I know we've seen him beat Poetic Fair the last day. That's the first time on season we really got to see him have a proper race. And, you know, I, I don't know how good finishing fourth to the Palace Pier is um, without the three-year-olds involved. And it's probably not that good because he's, he's, he hasn't won a group three the, the last day. Um, like, my Auburn... Went close in a group one at Longchamp. Um, he was he wasn't disgraced behind Lover Asco, but he did disappoint at York. Then now the blinkers are on, so you know if if they're to to sharpen them up, I would be swaying towards my Auburn because I can't really see the rest of them putting up much of a challenge. Like my Danny stepping out of handicap company. He, he, he like I, I just can't really. I, I, I was trying to make a case. I tried to make a case for Bell Rock earlier, you know, but he has fallen to find with Lord Gitters on, on the arc run, and uh, the, the drop and trip could help. But I think I'm touching at straws even going there with that. I, I, I don't think the other three. It, I, it's a two horse race for me, um, and first time headgear will, will sway me towards my arc run, um, but. I can't say it's a race I'm too excited about. Sorry, lads. Brad Carter's written my over and got a whip across the nose last time. Feel feel be yeah. his race to lose Saturday. Well, That's terrible he, English. He, he, he was beat when he got hit with the whip the last day. He was. You know, I don't think it affected the result. Um, so you're, you're really relying on, on the first time headgear here to, to smarten him up. And, you know, yeah. I, I'm going to take a chance on that, that the blinkers will. Yeah, I'm gonna have a guess that Stephen fancies May Danny in this. Is that right, Steve? No, I don't. No. All right. Um, I think it's also prefers to go right-handed round a bend. Um, sort of a bigger sort of fit. It could, it could probably pinch something on the front end here, but it's it's never run at this level, is it? Um, it's, it's certainly not. I don't think it's even one of listed classes, it. But um. My Oberon, yeah, the Blinkers could be a key. The run behind Skeletti would be its best run. It's been favourite a lot of times. It doesn't seem to like winning. Um, obviously, the Haggis Factory at York last time saw the money come again. Um, El Rock, his last three wins have been at Newmarket. He's sort of, he did win early in the year, but his best runs only come right at the back end. Um, Lord Glitters, I've been backing him for years. Um, I don't see how he can lose this, really. I, I, I do think it's a tilt race, but he should definitely have the upper hand over uh, my Oberon. My only concern for him would be back in the day, he's like a little bit of cut. I know he's, he's proved that he goes on quicker now, but if it was really quick, I don't think it would really be ideal. And I also think he likes coming in between horses. A small field might be a, could be a disadvantage, but on his last run, 11 to 8, um, Beyond Real World, it was the Hunt Cup winner. 
apart from the winner, he came through everything quite late, quite well. Um, this could be a bit trappy pace. If there was a slow pace, well, it could be against him. You know, I'm sort of, I'm sort of swaying towards my Obron as well, mm. purely because May Darnie probably is the pace angle. But if she, if he doesn't go on, then it could be a bit trappy, and Lord Glitters needs to needs to aim at a, a quick pace. But I think it's a race to swerve financially. But um, for a pick, Chris, I suppose I'll go with my Obron as well. All right, Just the, the blink is my. Nick a pound or two, I don't know. <laughs> Crack, come on, Andy. Let's pick things up here. This race is amazing. Come on. This is a great <laughs> race, Andrew. Isn't it? Uh, yeah, I suppose. <laughs> like, you're getting, like, the, the ironic thing is the winner gets 45 grand. Like, hey, see, the, the, the money. You know, like it's, it's actually, in fairness, it's a pretty decent pot for such a lousy group three. But... Mm. Um, I suppose it is what it is. Uh, I I disagree with the lads. Don't my Oberon. I, I just thought he did. Like I know he got he got cracked with a rider's whip, but he was beaten at that stage. Um, and I just thought it was a really disappointing run. Um, is he seems to be better in Group One company when he he's up against much better horses. Um, and he has a pace to aim at. And I don't think he's going to really have a pace to aim at here. And I don't think he's the type of horse he can make all the running with. Um, may Danny. His best form has came and he's been held up as well. Um, obviously winning the Golden Mile last or two starts back, um, which was obviously a very good effort. And uh, Lord Glitters, he's another one that needs to be held up and he's easily the most consistent of the group horses in this race. Um, you know, again, four to Palace Pier in, in the lockage. I'd agree with Dak that without the three year olds, I, I, you know, I'd, I wouldn't really give that too much of time of day. But a second behind Real World was a lot more like it last time out, and it's probably the best form on offer here. But you're taking eleven to eight about a pensioner. That mm -hmm. you just kind of like you're just kind of hoping there's something in the race better than him, as likable as he is. But um Artistic Rifles, he's the one that's gonna make all the he's gonna try and make all the running here. He's a um absolute certain front runner. Um, who's who's a pretty good he's a pretty good strike rate in his, his last couple starts. He's very, very progressive, yeah, he's but he's been with yeah, yeah he's, he's been scooping races though. That you know, he's got a mark of 102 for winning races in you know Scotland, and you know, he hasn't necessarily been to any premier tracks. Um, like he beat he beat Marie's Diamond last time out, and I actually I really fancied Marie's Diamond that day, and they they actually held him up. I couldn't believe it. Um, yeah. but it was a really good effort to. I suppose to beat Marie's Diamond, and he's a hundred. He's rated a hundred and two, but you would be hard pressed to say he's finished progressing. If he was to get an uncontested lead, there's every chance he could make the frame or he could finish in the top two. But you know, twelve to one, he is probably priced accordingly, and it's a big hiking class. Um, but at the same time, like I'm not going to be taking Bell Rock and um, my Obron in his first time blinkers or. A handicapper in Maidani at four to one. So it is between Lord Glitters and Artistic Rifles. What I would say, Chris, is Lord Glitters wins but runs down Artistic Rifles very late, who runs a career best. So with that said, I'd rather back to 12 to one shot each way in case he doesn't get run down than the 11 to eight shot. Because if I think the 12 to one shot's going to be second, I'd rather back that than the 11 to eight shot to win. So it'd be Artistic Rifles for me each way. 
Yeah, hundred percent. It does look like a really messy race and a tracker race, doesn't it? Um, question marks all over the place. Apart from artistic, artistic raffles, is going to go from the front. Um, selections then. Selections. If you've got one, Andrew, you're going to go for the favourite with artistic raffles. Maybe to follow him home. No, I'll just back artistic rifles each way. It's a better value bet. Better value bet, Declan. Uh, it's it's my album for me helping the, the blinkers um backing them up and I'll, I'll bring them forward again my Oberon for deck what about you and uh, what about you Stephen? yeah i'm gonna sway with my Oberon. i just feel like it's too obvious and you'll just find trouble but um anyway Excellent. how do you find yeah. trouble in a five runner race because <laughs> <laughs> he, he <laughs> doesn't he just he yeah. just these races to fall into his path <laughs> that's so um, true yeah right let's, uh next one's a big uh a nice handicap the old borough handicap uh a class two which is a not to 105 for three year old plus at Haydock, let's build up betting for this one we have got oh that's not it that's the bet we have got global storm in here he's at four to one noble masquerade at five to one who did it really well last time at windsor rajinski here for seven to one for the don't tom daskam yard with mitten 10 tf at sevens for stuart williams indianapolis is a regular on this podcast the slowest horse in training autumn water at 10 to one the all right sunshine also at tens and it's 12 to one bar those island brave will be cheering home for Nee, who's uh who'll be probably cheering him home um this weekend uh where do we find fancy starting here then let's go to stephen first where do you fancy oh, old borough handicap <laughs> you know you love your uh, handicap, this is a lottery to me chris i've not had, uh, i've not looked too much into it um i don't fancy global storm i think it's got too much weight um it ran, it ran the e-ball last time then it ran respectable i think it was 10th but rate 104 41 I just it's giving some of these over a stone and a half. It just seems like a lot of weight to me. Um Vraginski, Daskam and King's Coat Haydock is a sort of tried and tested method, which I know you like, Chris, didn't you? Yep, yep. Um, I think a mile and six might be on the short side for him. Um he's been running over two mile, two mile plus. Um rhythmic intent had good form run behind Sam Cook last time at York. Uh that was a race Johnny Drum was fourth and he just finished behind him. That was the one the also that won a John Smith's Cup early in the year. Alton Moore looks consistent, but all these sort of twos and threes have been in sort of smallish fields. Um it's not a great race, is it? It's all mm -hmm. previous years. Um I'm just looking at the bottom way, Chris, the uh, Noble Masquerade hasn't run at anything at this sort of level, but one one really well two of his last three runs and it was seriously impressive last time at windsor and eight stone two um i like them low weights after in these distance races you know you can sort of mm. hopefully drop them out and holly's obviously a good year you know um the price has gone that's the only thing it was a seven or eight one charge yesterday when i looked but yeah. i still think Chris, I'd rather back that five top eight stone two than than a Godolphin also for nearly ten stone. True. Well, let's go for you, Andrew. What do you fancy in this, mate? Oh, um, yeah, it's not an easy. It's not an easy race to kind of like. There's we got twelve runners and we're full of enthusiasm this week, lads. Come on, come on. They're basically. Basically, yeah, like it's it's we're just dealing with 12 well, 11 exposed horses and a horse that's eight stone two that 
you know, like Noble Masquerade, like that's a, a big step up in grade. Um, Autumn War, like he he just he's a fan of coming second, and I I don't like horses that that go up the weights for not winning. Um, I'll delve deep. I'll, I'll just mostly, mostly free <laughs> from the races as well. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, look, I'll keep it short and sweet because there's only one horse that really caught my attention. Although I'll give Neve a shout out for for Island Brave. He always seems to you know be there or thereabouts in his uh, in his races, and hopefully he does run well for for the header main team. But Rhythmic Intent is the one I I came down on. Um, and it, it's based on one run, uh, literally one run and one run only. And it was last time out behind Sam Cook at York. It, it was quite a eye-catching run. Um, he was only sent off 11-2, to two, I think, for the race last year. He was beaten four lengths by Eucan Glenn. Um, now, Eucan Glenn was was running off 100, I think, or 101 or something. And he's you know he's improved over a stone this year, winning group trees and all. So, you know, it wasn't a bad race. I think the better ground should suit him, although I don't think ground is a big concern to him. He has one on soft, he's one on good to soft, he's one on good, he's one on good to firm. So I don't think it's um I don't know if he's one on good to firm actually, but like he ran well on it last time out of York. So it wouldn't overly bother me and it wouldn't surprise me that if they if he was eleven to two for this race last year and ran well, that this might have been the plan for him all along. So it would be uh, rhythmic intent for me. Yeah, I was just look, having a look at that. Most of his runs of wins, anyway, have been on good or good, good soft or soft ground. Um, but as you said, that Newbury run last time behind just the well, sorry, there's a Newbury run back in ooh, 20, 20, 20, 2019, which was pretty decent on good firm. Um, so I'm looking back, he probably just tried him on that, and he, he you know, he could be he could be improvements on this. Declan, what do you fancy? Uh, I actually like Island Brave. Um, I, I think he's been running really well and. In competitive handicaps, uh, he's, he's creeping back down to his last winning mark of 97. He's on 98 now. Um, and it was the fact that he's, he's just creeping down and running well. Like Andy's mentioned, horses going up uh, without winning, uh, and, and he's gone in, in the right direction. And Heather Mains, um, she's actually 31% the last 21 days, so she's in a decent bit of form. Uh, and I, I think he's a really good chance here. Uh, obviously, the flavour has a chance, like because you could, you could, you can just back the, the duo of Appleby and Buell blind at the moment. Um, they're off fifty percent together, mm -hmm. so they're, they're winning every other race. Um, so you know you, you can't ignore them. But yeah, I, I do think Island Brave's gonna. Uh, you know, he, he definitely, he definitely run a, his race again, but. You know, he, he's just creeping back down 98 now, so uh, I, I think they'll give it a good go. I think this seems Alan Bray's least competitive race. He's he's uh, definitely running in the last few few runs. I think he is like down to his uh, last winning mark. I think he has got a good chance. Sylvester's on, on, on board. So, Declan, you and me both like Alan Bray. I'm going to go each way on that. Are you going on the nose, though? What, what price is it, Chris? Are you going each oh, way, are you? Oh. Each way, the Alan Brave 12s. Ooh, ooh. On the nose. On the nose for you. Stephen, what about you? Noble Masquerade. On Noble the Masquerade, the improving Noble Masquerade. Um, Andy? Uh, rhythmic intent and hand six places. Oh, no, but I'm only messing, I'm messing, I'm messing. No, if you win only for me as well. <laughs> win only for you. Win only, remember. 
Right, we're going over to the big race of the weekend. It's the Group 1 Sprint Cup, which is uh, ahead of Saturday at 3.30. And let's bring up the betting for this, because we see we have got Starman here at Even Money. Uh, very impressive. Uh, looked like a star last time we, we saw him over here in this country. Creative Forces at 5s. Uh, Art Power at 9s. Van Schiel at 9s. Chill Chill 12s. Supremacy is at 16 to 1. Happy Romance is also at 16s. And it is 18 to 1 bar those. Starman. Stephen, start us off with Starman. What's your thoughts on Starman, mate? Uh, when I first looked earlier in the week, I thought I think it was only a six to four shot. Then I thought it was incredibly short. Um, to be honest, Yang also really followed too much this year. Obviously, he won the Duke York early in the year. But Danny Mean was quite impressive. I think he held off Nahar by a neck. So I sort of I didn't have it down to myself as sort of like a top top notch sprinter, but. Um, I was just we, we were chatting last night, wasn't we? It's was only when I watched the July Cup back last night. I think the July Cup are back supremacy. It finished down well down the field, and something else that finished down the field. So the fact that two are back with nowhere, I sort of the race was sort of done and dusted. So I've never really looked back at it. But I looked back at it last night, and I couldn't. I'm watching the replay. I couldn't actually believe that he won. Like the amount of tra the trouble he got into up that rail. He got he got busted by a dragon symbol once, and when he pulled out, Ox did forced him the other way. Yeah, and then he came out. He just sort of just took off. I couldn't believe yeah, what I was actually watching. Like it was that a, was around the three third furlong pole, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And he's, he's sort of, when you're going down to the dip and you're coming out of it, that's not an easy thing to do. Get out of trouble. You're sort mm. of going, you're sort of in a hole. But um, uh, the last race, it was obviously a hot hot fight for the French race. Got beat by Mariana's foot. Um, people probably knock holes in that, but that also has been unbeaten for a long while. I think one of Eight or nine on the spin. Um, mm. The second was 150 at one shot. Trobo of uh, Andre Fab. Right, you might say as a rag, but that all started favourite for the French 1000 guineas last year. So um, she's got form going back. And I think she was placed in the Chivalry Park the year before. Um, Beyond a Jesse Hills, I can't think of her name. But um, so, yeah, sort of even money. I'm sort of trying, obviously trying to find Santa B. Creative Force was fifth. Done his best work late in the July Cup. Uh, won a jersey before that. I think seven furlongs for me personally is his trip. Uh, he's sort of a bit like Space Blues, you know. He's probably going to go and rack up a sequence. They might try and nick something uh, over six, but I don't think it'd be Saturday. Art Power, um, I thought was a bit unlucky in the market because he was on the wrong side of the track. The three that finished second, third. Rule up stands round and art power sort of got a bit isolated over the far side. It was clear for me and sort of whether it tied or was just on the wrong side of the track, I'm not too sure, but I wouldn't put anyone back in that uh, 13 or two. Uh, Glenn Shield, not really done it this year since she won in the mud last October at Ascot. Um, Happy Romance come back to form in the Hackwood. Mm. Um, Travel well, always looked like it was getting anyone by a neck, but whether this this is another notch up, whether she'll have the pace, I'm not too sure, you know. Um, Supremacy, and also was one of my horses to follow this year's run, two absolutely awful races. Last at Ascot, April, mm. it was about 12th in the July Cup. I'm not sure why he's 14 to 1. Um, I suppose when you got train like Clive Cox with sprinters, I suppose there's always the air of caution that he can get one ready, you know, but you'd be a brave man to back it even yourself but um 
I'm right, Anna, 18s, second in an unthought. Uh, it's quite a big price, isn't it? Um, I don't know, Chris. I'm just on the July Cup race alone, just on what I saw, and Starman I'm struggling to find something to beat it. Yeah. Declan, what about you, mate? Yeah, well, look, uh, on the July Cup, they, they, I think there's only Happy Romance and Nando Ferrando who, who didn't run in that race, you know, so um, they all have to find with, with Starman and, you know, it, it was it was a little bit, you know, was it disappointing that Deauville the last day, on the first look, yes, but, you know, maybe that extra half a furlong has, has just done him, really. Uh, he is a fast horse, so that extra half a furlong is going to matter. You have to get it. Um, but, you know, they, they all have to they all have to find it. And Brady Forrest was fifth. Um, Art Power was fourth. Uh, Glenn Shield was sixth. Chilchill ninth. You know, Supremacy was way down the field. Um, Emirati Yanis, Summergan and, and Garris were all well beaten. Um, look, Steve, Steve mentioned Happy Romance is back to form the last day. Um, and Happy Romance could take advantage of what's probably a weak enough group one here. Um, Starman's definitely the, the best horse in the race. Um, and, and, you know, Happy Romance could, could possibly follow Starman home, but can't. I, I can't really make a case for anything to, to beat Starman, you know. If you forgive him for the, the French run and, and put it down for the extra half before long, you know, nothing gets near them here. Mm. What I would say about this race is, I'm sorry if that's in the fear, but um, you can get traffic in this pro, in this race as well. If they cause a seesaw over to the rail, over the years there has been some really, really bad hard luck stories in this, you know. Like, it's not a huge field, though, Steve. It's not. it's not, no, but and I suppose in normal years it's normally really muddy as well. But, um, yeah. <laughs> it's obviously different, it but could still be, you know, it could still be. Yeah, it's I was just thinking, like, when you start talking about Happy Romance, no, no. She's, she's a strong traveler as well, isn't she? You know, but um, yeah, Summer Gans, another one is, is that is right down the bottom of the field, but this is the sort of race that ah, come on, he's got, he's got four <laughs> duck no, no, but he's not as much as he he likes them to come back to him, doesn't he? When he comes through the field, <laughs> he needs an absolute train's pace to aim at, though, doesn't he? Yeah, I'm just saying. We all know we sprinters. They all take their turns in beating each other, don't they? Like, maybe it's a good thing, but some are going to win in a group one at seven. Well, but I remember Regal Prade when this is sixty-six to one. Right? It's, was an air goal. If, if Starman stopped in the middle of the track and had a big show, maybe he could have a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Dear me. All right. Well, let's move on. Andrew, what do you fancy in this, mate? <laughs> yeah. Um, you didn't ask every that. time I've come to yeah, you tonight. Yeah. yeah. What are you looking no, at? Are you looking uh, at Pornhub? Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> you caught me out there, Chris. Um, I just have to field on I, I in front of me here. I was just thinking like Starman could probably get chill, chill, and happy romance and fall at the start and probably win this race anyway. <laughs> as, as, but look, it, it's not it's not it's a division that lacks a lot of depth at the minute. Uh, all the better horses going in like gone by the wayside and uh, you know to to the stud farms basically. Um, 
like Chill Chill ran okay in the July Cup, but she like they all as Dex said, they all have to find with Starman. The only one you could really kind of give a chance to, I suppose, is Art Power, who was obviously he was on the wrong side in the July Cup and Chris is off now. Uh <laughs> where's he gone? Um now he's on the wrong side in the July Cup. Um he's not a five furlong horse and he was in the middle of the track at Goodwood as well. So he has excuses. But the rest of the field shouldn't be good enough. And I'm after slagging Summer Gandhi, you're probably going sluice up now. Um <laughs> you know, but you are right. Like if you are going to get a surprise in it, you are like it is going to be a sprint race, isn't it? So you know they, they can they can all take their turns is what you said. Um even the three year olds that have lined up here, you, you wouldn't think Happy Romance is good enough. Um, yeah. Supremacy and Nando Parado. Like I, I I think it's still a bit unfair to say Supremacy hasn't trained on. Um I'd give him another chance, but Nando Parado, he won the Coventry at a million to one and it was probably the worst Coventry in the last 25, 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um and he hasn't really shown that he's able to replicate that form since. I know he was second in a group one as well to Campinelli, but it it's it's kind of all been downhill since. Look if Starman runs to anywhere near his mark and the, and it doesn't piss rain, he, he does. He probably wins this, doesn't he? Um, Even if he stops to have that big show, he'd probably still win. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Yeah. Whistles over. Happy romance. Three furlongs out. Get trying to positive as well. Signs yeah. a few autographs. Um, no. Yeah. Look, I, I say Starman will win. I think Art Power will follow him home. And I, I feel like an absolute fill because I think I've said the favourite beats the second favourite. But it's just the way it is sometimes, I suppose. That's just the way it is sometimes, I suppose. <laughs> I'm going to put that on my T-shirt. Sounds like good, though. So your winner of the Haydock Sprint Cup this, this year, Andrew, is? Starman. And Declan? Starman. And uh, Stephen? Yeah, Starman. So this double, guys, Starman. what are we saying? Well, that, that's a full house on both, isn't it? Yeah, full house on both. Now, I know he's paying us a lot of money to say that, but I actually believe it. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 it is great value, that. He's an industry standout. Um, four to one on those two, for me, looks like a really knocking bet this weekend. I don't fancy getting either of those two beat this weekend. Do you, Andrew? Um, no, to be honest, I think they'll both win. Yeah. Stephen, do you fancy getting them beat? I don't know. I don't. And Declan's going to say no as well. Not a, not a chance. No. So if you fancy signing up for Skillbet and getting yourself on that four to one for the double this weekend in the September Stakes and Sprint Cup, head over to our Twitter page, look at my last tweet, and then sign yourself up for Skillbet using that USO bet 10. If and you get yourself four to one on Hookham and Starman, both to win this weekend, courtesy of us at USO Podcast. It's a great offer, boys. It's a great offer. Has he, has say any more about Swansea? it? What's that? And what's the deck? Has he a shop in Swansea? I go in and do it. I don't think he's got a shop in Swansea. No, he's not got a shop in Swansea. <laughs> well, that brings and us on to this weekend. What time have you got to be up in the morning, deck? Oh, probably the alarm be set for three o'clock in the morning oh. tonight. <laughs> oh yeah, tonight. Are we getting there? What day? Three o'clock, I'd say. Uh, the airport's mad over here. They're they're saying you need to arrive three hours before. Oh, man. So I, I fast track, so I want for three <laughs> hours before. Well, you'll be all right then. <laughs> you call me. You call me posh, but you're bleeding fast track. 
I'm parking in the short-term car park also, you know. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Let's move on to our weekend naps, boys. Weekend naps. Uh, where do we want to start here? Let's start with you, Steve. You got a weekend nap for us? Uh, not a nap. Um, there's an old also Ascot running. Had a couple of years off. You boys know um, straight seven films. Rip off, David Ellsworth. Mm. Fall over a cliff. Uh, Who's training him now? Ellsworth still got it. How is there? Last of eight three weeks ago. Um, back at Ascot though. Um, I think it's 10 12 to 1. It's, it's, it's just one of those I follow, Chris. I'm looking forward to seeing Baid and Poetic Flair on Sunday as well. Uh, Baid's favorite, I think that's really insulting to, to Poetic Flair, but that is that's that's ridiculous. Yeah, it's a gas. Baid, he, he beat a bleeding stare and a fucking seven furlong horse. Yeah, maybe it's a ground factor. I'm walking out with half pure hype, you know. British media giving us a great price on on the likes of Poetic Flair again. Yep. <laughs> so it's rip off for Stephen. His, rip off uh, for Ascot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it, mate. Really, I just think Hookham and obviously Starman look pretty bumproof Saturday as well. But yeah, we've discussed him. It's not a bad card at Ascot. And we study that card. The Levette's a handicap. I've not had a chance to look. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, nap of the weekend. I do like that double, what Stu's been offering us. That's a good one. But I also, my biggest nap is tomorrow. And I was mentioned it before to you guys. It was at Down Royal tomorrow at the 522 in that Ulster Cesarowicz handicap. I do like Hannon here. Um, it's quite short now at 522. No thanks, I'm going to say, won't take part. You never know, these horses could turn up, but I don't think No Thanks is going to turn up after running a little bit flat tonight. Um, he is jocked up under Colin Keane. You know, Colin will be gunning for a winner, but I think he's, Hannon's got the the everything in his locker to reverse places with um, No Thanks on the running last time. I think he's got a little bit more in hand. This is a 50 to 80 handicap and he was finishing better than some um, nine, uh, 88 rated horses last time and I don't see much in this really with a lot of leeway in their marks and he's six years old not had many goals on the flat and I think this is a decent opportunity for Hannon for Tom Gibney and Shane Foley so that would be my nap this weekend at Down Royal in that Ulster Cesarowicz um, Declan have you got a nap this weekend buddy? Uh, not really uh, Chris we went out with a few points for the, the match last night and ended up having <laughs> an absolute skinful so well, I've been dying all day was in work and I, I look I, I'm getting ready to, to head off so I haven't really had a look but just something I noticed was um there was a lot of money for made for mines last week and he was pulled late on he's running tomorrow at down I remember road. that yeah he, he's running tomorrow he's opened at 12 he's 11 to 2 now so um look it's not anything I know it's not anything I've heard, but um, mm. we've seen a lot of money for Anatoly last week. It uh, was pulled, and then an awful lot of money came again today, and, and he won. So, um, you know, it's it's ha have a look at Henry made for mine tomorrow. I think the race is at 10 to 7. Uh, and look, other than that, I was just, just back calling and came blind. Just by Colin Clean, but he does look like to have a good, really good book of rides, doesn't he? It sounds going in, so you know, yeah. I mean, in that race that you're talking about, the one that 10 to 7, um, Ben Segal ran today, um, doubt he'll run again. 
Um, so made for man's probably seen a lot of money um, over the last few hours. It was back last time. I do remember that, Ross. Um, and you're well connected with Ross, aren't you, Deck? Wink, wink. Said, said nothing to me. Yeah, he doesn't even know him. Never even heard of him. Never heard of him. <laughs> no, uh, when's, your, when's your horse going to race, Deck? How many weeks are we waiting? Um, he's, he's gone back to the course tomorrow. Uh, yep. So he's... He's he's probably he's probably another four weeks off. Um, but he, he went to the quarter two weeks ago for a day out, and he, he came over really well, and he's getting stronger and stronger every day. So uh, he hasn't come on as as quickly as we thought first. But you know, there's no point in rushing him. He, he'll get there. Um, he'll get there, and he, he's doing everything right. He's still you know learning to be a racehorse. Yeah. So, uh, you know, f- fingers crossed, we do get to the track with him and, and get a good few days out. Fingers crossed, Dak. Fingers yeah, crossed. Look, he's, he's been schooled. Um, he can jump. So that that's that's positive, you know. And, and his <laughs> yeah. work is, is open every day. He's, you know, he's rubbing really, really well. And he, he's getting bigger and stronger. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. You know, hold off it. All I can say is, you know, if Ross is holding off for until october he must be he must have some ability if he wants to go yeah agree i agree right boy oh let's go to andrew i nearly forgot about andrew there go on andy uh you're all right chris um, we can I'm, still, I'm looking at this i'm looking at this mool pre the moolan and baid who's beaten el drama six and a half lengths uh tasman bay el drama is a 10 furlong horse tasman bay is a stayer Parado's a seven furlong horse. Tactical's a seven furlong horse. Khartoum hates the Brits, um, and Rhythm Master, like probably hasn't like you can maybe argue hasn't trained on. He's odds on to be Poetic Flair, who won a Group One, ease down at Royal Ascot. Um, I'd almost say back Poetic Flair because that is um, that's ludicrous. What what um, price is Poetic I, I don't know actually. I'm trying to find out. Actually, that's why when these guys run there, it's just trying to find that out. Like if someone, yeah, you're right. But I, I look for it as well since he's suddenly disappeared. But I think it was around four to five and two to one or something. It may be on a on a strength of good to soft ground, but what what yeah. what? It, we have a poetic flair was you know pulled clear to be second in in Irish Guineas. He's beaten a neck Canada. by Palace. Pair. Yeah, that was a really soft, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah, you know, like. So where where is this price? But that's the definition the of bad value, isn't it? Um, could, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. We're all in agreement here, but it could be a freak, couldn't he? Right. Ah, would you go away out that? Would you? What would poetic What would poetic flair have done to L Drama and Tasman Bay? Um, yeah, it wasn't wasn't that quick, but like, sure, look, poetic flair was second in a guineas on heavy, like, yeah. he should have beaten Max Winnie that day. But look, anyway, that's neither here nor there. I've, I've won bet this week. Um, it's at the 225 at Navin, and she could be the ragged of the field, Diamond Eyes, uh, for Sarah Dawson. I thought she was quite impressive winning her maiden at the back end of last season. And she, she drifted very alarmingly on her seasonal reappearance. She tried to make all the running and she kind of got bogged down on pretty testing ground. And they just ran her in a, it wasn't, well, it was officially good, but the weather wasn't great. Um, and, and the time kind of suggested that the ground wasn't really good. 
Um, then she was beaten six lengths last time in listed company again, trying to make the run, and she just clearly wasn't good enough. But I think this is a real drop in class, and it's only her fifth start of her career. And I think she's a really, really good chance. Um, I, I think she's a really, really good chance of, of making all the running here. I think she's really unexposed. I think she's running against a lot of exposed horses. Uh, I see a comment there for only spoofing who runs every other week, but look, he's hiding, <laughs> he's hiding, hiding nothing from the handicap. Uh, what was that? It's just an accident. It's an accident. <laughs> he's um. I don't think he's hiding anything from the handicap or only spoofing. To be honest with you, so he wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't be that high up on my list. Although he does like the track, but um. Yeah, no diamond eyes for me, Chris. I think she'll. Um, she you. I'd be hoping you get a double figure price. Um, I'm assuming the fact that she went off forties and eighties in her last two starts, you should get a double figure price. Um, mm. I'd be hoping to get 12, 14 to 1 about her, and I think that there'd be a bit of money for her. What, what did Art of Unity get hit for? Hit with for the last? Day? He got slapped 10 pounds. 10 pounds. Uh, is the headgear on? You <laughs> should check. Yeah. No, the headgear's left off today, so <laughs> you forgot about him. That, that's why I was the favourite, unseating, leaving the stalls. Hits with 10 pounds yeah. for that. Hmm. Right, guys, that brings us to the end of the podcast. Short but sweet this week. We're in the hour. We are on a one hour to the dot, boys. Not That's quick. a fantastic podcast. That's never been that way. No. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Declan's got to be up early in the morning, so sweet dreams to Declan. You'd want to get to the airport now. You get. You better get packing. Enjoy the gig, mate. Yep. Enjoy yourselves. Uh, take it easy, and we will see you all again soon. Thanks for listening. Make sure to follow us on Twitter. Head on over to our handle at USO Podcast and click the notification bell to never miss an episode. <laughs>